and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. Today, I want to talk to you about a concept that I've mentioned before in some of previous podcasts, but I think it's it's really, really something that is at the core of what a lot of people struggle with. And that is the question, how do I balance accepting myself and also taking action toward improving my health? And so the title of this podcast is, This is What Really Causes Belly Fat. And I think you'll be surprised. And the reason that I titled it that way is, first of all, people like to read about belly fat and hear about belly fat. (laughs) But secondly, this is not a bait and switch. This is really, really what I see when it gets to the crux of the matter is that our nervous systems will not facilitate ease in weight loss if we are in a stress state or adrenaline state. Now, I will back that up for you. So the real cause of belly fat is not what you eat or how you exercise or your hormones. All of those things are downstream effects of your nervous system's state. Okay, I'll repeat that. So we normally blame, oh, I ate this, I ate that, or I didn't work out, or I don't do enough ab work, (laughs) or it's just the fact that I'm getting older and my hormones are out of whack. Uh, Sometimes we blame stress, which is getting closer to the crux of the matter. So we have all of these stories around why we have belly fat or anything in our health, right? Why we're gaining weight, why we're losing too much weight, why our skin is breaking out, why we have, you know, breast pain and hormonal, you know, night sweats and all of these things, right? So anything that feels symptomatic in your body is a result of your nervous system not functioning properly. I know it sounds controversial. I told you you'd be a little surprised, but maybe you won't be if you really listen and pay attention to this and think about it. So what happens when your nervous system is in a state of stress? You are producing adrenaline. And so you can either be in a state where adrenaline is dominant or not, right? So when your adrenaline is dominant, that's called the sympathetic, when the sympathetic side of the nervous system is dominant. And that's our stress response. You know, everybody kind of knows it as fight or flight. When that part of your nervous system is calmer and then you're more in that relaxed state, that's the parasympathetic side of the nervous system is kicking in. Okay. So that's just like basic for you to understand the nervous system itself. I mean, (laughs) that's just the tip of the iceberg, but that's something that a lot of people are, are aware of. So I think it's an easy concept for us to keep in mind. So sympathetic is adrenaline, fear, and, you know, that stress state, right? Parasympathetic is more ease and flow. And my argument here is that when you are in that parasympathetic state more often, then you have more ease and flow. And out of that comes creativity. So this is a concept that I've learned from Gay and Katie Hendricks of the Hendricks Institute. I've done their training for two years now, and I'm a certified big leap coach. And so I've learned a lot from them. And this is a concept they talk about a lot, adrenaline versus creativity. So when you're in that adrenaline state, your creativity is reduced. When you're in that 
parasympathetic or ease and flow state, your creativity is enhanced. Okay, so this is really, really important because when you're in that ease and flow and your creativity is enhanced, that is when your nervous system is calm. So, and you can feel it in your body, right? I mean, I'm sure many of you have experienced, oh, I'm stressed out, oh, and what that feels like versus, oh, I just had a massage or it's a, it's a beautiful weekend or, you know, day off from work and I've been walking in the woods or I've been spending time with loved ones and I've been gardening or, you know, things that calm your nervous system for you. And that you feel that calm, peaceful state inside, that's ease and flow. So my contention is the more you can be in a state of ease and flow, the easier it's going to be for you to be healthy. If that means losing belly fat, if that means uh, losing weight in general, body fat in general, fine. If that means gaining weight, right? Some people have struggled to gain weight or they want to gain muscle and they can't. Some people have GI, gastrointestinal issues, right? So whatever that means for you, when you're in that state of ease and flow, you are going to achieve your health goals more readily and with more ease. And I promise you that this is true. So a couple of things around our nervous system that it's important for you to know. Well, really two important things. The first important thing is that when you are in that stress state, right, the adrenaline state, let's call it, your brain is functioning in an altered way, which is important if you have a burst of stress. That's Our bodies are designed to cope very well with a burst of stress. Okay, the you know, it's so cliche, it's been used a hundred billion times, but I'm going to use it because we all recognize it. I'm being chased by a tiger. Okay. We, our nervous system has been designed to be good to be chased by a tiger like other animals, right? So when we feel that fear, so let's say you're driving and someone cuts you off or you're in a meeting and someone starts reprimanding you or imposing into your space or, or aggressive or a microaggression against you, your nervous system kicks in to that response, that stress state. And we're really good at responding in that short, burst. And when when that happens, what happens in your body physiologically is, number one, your brain shifts. It starts to be more your, your prefrontal cortex, which is where we have our logic, our reason, our decision-making, our intellect, all of that is prefrontal cortex. That is down-regulated. But our other parts of our brain are up-regulated that are involved in our instinct. So that's why it saves us, right? When you get cut off, your instinct kicks in. So even before you can think, oh, let me turn my wheel. Let me put my foot on the brakes. That's too late for your prefrontal cortex to kick in and say, hey, you know, Jill, maybe you should slow down. That's too late. So what happens is there's a very quick response in the brain that's coming from our what we call like reptilian kind of part of our brain and our, you know, the, the response, right? So we'll turn the wheel really quickly. Or if someone's aggressively attacking us, we're going to respond with a fight. We're not going to necessarily sit there and, and weigh out the pros or cons, which sometimes can get you into, you know, maybe not a good situation in your workplace, but that's just how we are. That's how we're designed. So the memory part of our brain and the intellectual decision-making part of our brain is, is down-regulated. And that more animalistic, reactive part of our brain is up-regulated. 
fantastic when you, someone cuts you off when you're driving. Not so great if you're in a constant or a consistently regular state of stress. Because now your decision making is compromised throughout the day. Not in, not in just that one moment, but if you wake up feeling stressed about work or finances or relationships or whatever it is, you know, your children's health, you wake up with that hit of stress, adrenaline. Now your decision making is compromised all day long. Think about it. Remember that I said that your nervous system is the key player in whether or not you gain belly fat or lose belly fat, right? It's not just about cortisol. Most people know, hey, you know, my cortisol is high. That raises my blood sugar. That causes insulin resistance over time. And then I gain body fat because my blood sugar is elevated and the, you know, my insulin is not functioning properly. A lot of people know that. And that is a cause of weight gain and belly fat gain for sure. But if your decision making is compromised throughout the day, what do you think that's going to do to your health practices? I'm stressed, so I'm going to choose food that's not so great. I'm stressed, so I'm going to choose to continue to work and slog all day long, even though I really just want to take a walk and go sit in a park, but I'm going to keep working anyway. That's a poor decision because if, you know, if you're tired and you're stressed and you need a break, then you need to take a break, right? So when your decision-making is compromised, that's going to affect your health. Adrenaline, a constant, being a, in a consistent state of stress and adrenaline compromise, compromises your decision making throughout the day. And probably more importantly for many of us at night as well, when that's when we got the nighttime eating or we're getting um, pizza for dinner instead of cooking a nice homemade meal. Okay. So that's a big factor in why we want to shift your nervous system into that parasympathetic ease and flow state. The second big factor, and many of you may not know this, is that when your body is in that sympathetic state, that stress response state, and your adrenaline is kicking in, interesting things happen in terms of how your body burns fat. So again, uh, being chased by a tiger, your body, that adrenaline is going to go over to your fat tissue and say, all right, come on, we need energy. Now, your, your first source of energy is going to be the sugar that's stored in your muscle and your liver because that's going to get to your muscles fast. But, so you're not going to burn fat immediately, but your, your body is poised for, hey, you know, we're going to have to run for a while here. This is not just going to be a, a, a burst. We're, we're going to have to respond to stress for the next 20 minutes. So your adrenaline literally goes to your fat cells and stimulates the breakdown of body fat so that you can have fuel ready for when that sugar gets depleted in your muscles. It's a beautiful system and it works wonderfully. And that's why sometimes, have you ever been in a situation or seen somebody who lost a lot of weight because they, they got really stressed out? Yeah, their adrenaline is pumping and pushing into that fat tissue and saying, come on, burn fat, burn fat, burn fat. Wonderful for those of you who want to lose weight. I do not recommend trying to lose weight in that method. But, <laughs> you know, for people, I was like, oh, I lost some weight. Great. You know, it feels good. But you did not lose weight in a way that's um, ideal. However, there is a thing called adrenaline resistance. 
And this doesn't occur in everybody, but it occurs in some people where they have an ongoing, again, ongoing stress. Our bodies are great in bursts of stress, not good in ongoing stress. So that ongoing stress state, now there's adrenaline pumping all the time. And the body fat tissue after a while is like, hey, the boy who cried wolf, you know, you actually don't need us. So we're going to, that's not really how it works, but <laughs> it's funny to think of it that way. So we're going to, but, but what it does is your, your cells, your fat cells become resistant to that adrenaline stimulation. And they say, nope, we're closed for business. And so over time, stress can actually inhibit fat burning. And the other piece around this is that if you do go through prolonged stress, your body also wants to save that fuel for future. So it's, it's a little bit of a funny thing that goes on, but um, essentially your body is uh, could become adrenaline resistant, but it also could be resisting fat burning due to a balance of your, the brain saying, hey, you know what? I need energy for the future me. So there's other stuff going on and it also affects your gut. Stress affects your gut. So your ability to absorb proper nutrients and just overall GI health. And if your gut health is off, that's going to affect your immune system and your immune system and your nervous system are intimately connected. If you have a lot of inflammation in your body, that's also going to shut down fat burning. So there's a lot of stuff that can go on around being in that continuous stress state. And I don't think anybody's continuous, but it's chronic, right? It, it happens regularly. And it doesn't mean that you are, you could be in a state of stress and, and feel like, oh yeah, you know, my life is going well. My business is busy or work is really busy and I'm happy. I have a good relationship, but I feel that adrenaline surging every day. So it doesn't always have to be like, oh, my life is terrible and I'm in a stress state. Okay. So now what can you do about this, right? So the idea is if you're in that ease and flow state, your nervous system is calm, your GI tract is working better, you're absorbing the nutrients that you need to absorb, you're not in, um, promoting inflammation, you are not inhibiting fat burning, your brain is calm so you can make good decisions. That's the state of ease and flow. And that's the state of creativity because when your brain is locked down like that and the prefrontal cortex is compromised, right? If you're in stress, your creativity is inhibited. I mean, who's going to sit there and, and do a lot of creative thinking when you're in that stress state? It's very hard. Try Give it a try. Sometimes people, when they're under pressure, can come up with solutions. And that's a thing, but that's not a thing that happens for everybody and it doesn't happen consistently. So if you want to be in that really truly creative flow and I and I think also the thing about coming up with solutions in the moment when you're under pressure is that you have a if you have a certain amount of training then your um your instinct kicks in. This is why they train people in the army. So in the army what do they do? They train soldiers to be so can be able to quickly make good decisions under stress, right? The opposite of what I'm saying. And the reason that, that they're able to do that is not necessarily because they're being creative under pressure. They're, they're, they're relying on their training to pull them through. So knowing how to reload a gun, they don't have to think about that. They've been trained to do that. 
And this is actually a useful tool for you uh, because habits can actually pull you through those stressful times, which is awesome. But so if you, if you feel like you have a lot of creative flow under pressure, that's probably because of your training and your skills and your experience more than just an open creative flow. I could be wrong. Try it out. I mean, look at your life and, and see. But if you can get your body into that state of ease and flow, that's where truly, truly creative opportunities are going to flow from you. And if you are struggling to lose weight and you can't figure it out, it's going to be really important for you to have that creative flow, those creative possibilities for you to look at a problem and say, Hey, Oh, I have an idea. I'm going to address it this way. So, Adrenaline versus creative possibility. Earlier in the conversation, I talked about, you know, how do we get that balance between acceptance and taking action, right? The first step in calming your nervous system down is awareness. The second step is acceptance. And then you can start to move from there. So acceptance is necessary for inspired action. Acceptance is necessary for inspired action. Because so many people have said, well, I went to Weight Watchers and they told me I have to accept myself, and but they also told me I have to lose weight. And that is at odds, right? Actually, the way they're delivering it is at odds, but it's actually not at odds. Because if you can accept yourself, your whole self, every single part of yourself, the parts of yourself that are hard to accept, <laughs> right, then you're opening up you're calming your nervous system down and you are opening up that creative flow, which allows you to take inspired action. What we want is not punishing action and not obligatory action. Oh, you know, I have to lose weight because my doctor said so, or I have to lose weight because I have to look a certain way. You know, I have to maintain this perfection exterior, or I have to lose weight because I'm afraid of a diagnosis. That was all adrenaline-based, fear-based. And it's not going to provide the sustainable self-care that's necessary to not only lose weight, but keep it off. Because that's the big problem. I can help you lose weight quickly. That's not a problem. We all know how to do that. Any, that's, that's nutrition 101. And you probably know. You don't even need to ask me. But how do you keep it off? And how do you sustain that lifestyle? It's not through fear, obligation, and punishment, and shame, and self-judgment, you know, judgment and self-hatred. That is not a sustainable model, and it's not a holistic, healthy model, and it does not encourage ease and flow. So ultimately, if you want to lose belly fat, or you want to lose weight, or you want to be healthier, you got to get into ease and flow. And the path, as I said, the first step is that awareness. I notice that I'm in that state again of stress. I can feel my shoulders coming up. I can feel my jaw clenched. I can feel the butterflies in my belly. I can feel that hyper aggressive or that anxiety, that nervousness, or I got to get it done or that judgment. That's all your nervous system, the adrenaline kicking in. So you have to be aware because it happens throughout the day. And when it happens, what can you do? Well, you can accept and love yourself for it. And maybe this is a topic for another podcast, but I, I wanted to, for you to understand that concept of ease and flow versus adrenaline-based action. 
We want to take inspired action from a place of ease and flow, and that's going to make your brain work better, help you make better decisions, allow your body to calm down and burn fat, allow your GI tract to function properly. That's the path to healthy, holistic weight loss and overall health. I promise you, the other path is not it. And our programs, you know, Win Weight Loss is about helping people to move into that state of ease and flow. We are rejecting the normal dietary dogma of fight, 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 fight. No more fight or flight. Let's get into rest and digest, ease and flow. That's our methodology. And that is my mission. My mission in life is to help you and help myself, right? As, as a movement to empower all of us as women to move into that state of ease and flow. That is where our power is. Our power is in that calm aliveness, calm aliveness, and your brain can function really well. How do we do that? Starts with awareness and acceptance, full body acceptance. I'm feeling nervous right now and it's okay. I'm afraid right now and that's okay. I'm afraid every day and that's okay acceptance. And so I'll talk more about that. And I have talked more about that in other episodes, but because uh, that's another 20 minutes. Uh, I think I want to end here just so <laughs> you can do other things in your day. And so can I. So uh, I hope that this message is easy for you to understand and you feel like you can apply it right away in your life. Take a deep breath, be aware what's going on in your body, accept and love it. It doesn't matter what it is, accept and love it anyway. I accept and love myself exactly as I am. This is a nice mantra. Ah, I accept and love myself exactly as I am. I accept and love all parts of myself. I accept and love every single part of myself. I accept and love myself as I am. I welcome you to do the same. And that's a practice. It's a daily practice throughout the day. Thank you so much for listening. Listen to other episodes. We have so many wonderful conversations with beautiful, inspiring, powerful women. And that includes you. So I invite you to be on the podcast with me. And uh, check out our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.